it was just, I would just, every day I wake up, I walk to work, I I burn on the inside, then I'd go home, smoke some weed, cry for a little while, and then, and then just listen to sports talk radio and then just repeat in the morning. It was the saddest, it was the saddest time of my life, man. You just hated paper, like you, you, you refused to write jokes on paper. Yeah, now I'm like Jay-Z, man, I just freestyle everything cardboard, I'm not using this shit. Cardboard. What do you mean there's no cardboard? Isn't this the improv? So that was it right there, man. That was, that was the, uh, the worst. You guys need cement or paper? <laughs> I can't imagine having to do that shit because, like, it just – it's got to be worse if you do the, a show. Yes. Bomb. Wake up in the morning. Sell no paper. Sell no paper. You're just like, that was a fun 24. It was a terrible – yeah, I had a lot of those 24. The 72-hour the power. The 72-power hours. I guess you see you getting you bumped on a show. It's like, you don't know how much I need this. Son. I need this. I got to sell right. these cups. The paper industry is literally crashing. <laughs> They've got these notes on the phone now. It's just – This is crazy, man. What's the single worst moment of your life at a day job other than getting fired? Ooh, single worst moment of my life. Um, I worked at a liquor store. For a long Damn, time, dude, how actually. How many jobs did you oh, have? I've had dude. many jobs, my friend. How old are you here? Like uh, nine. I, I, I mean, I've, I've done everything, man. I've, I worked. My first job was what when I was need? 11 years old. Who, no. Oh, what were you doing at 11? At 11 years old, I was Legally. stocking. I was stocking beers and soda. That is so illegal. Now I'm, not, I'm not even supposed to touch the beer, but I was stocking beers and soda. And, and by the time I was 13, I moved myself up to the register, and I was working the register. You moved yourself I was, up? Well, I mean, I had worked myself <laughs> up to the register. You became right? manager at 11 and a half. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking start working the cashier. I'm assistant manager at 12. Fucking beer. Are heavy. I was. Like, hey, hey, real question about the beer. You ever fucking? Did you ever slide a beer in? Did oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. I said I got just a drunk Rudy watching dude, Dodgers. First, first time I got it. drunk, I snuck some club mudslides out of the liquor store, and I drank them on the side of the liquor store next to the dumpster, and I got super drunk, and then I went home to go play Nintendo all day. It was it was crazy. That's the life, dude. That was the real life. Before rejection. When I was 13 years old, I worked my way up to the register, and the funniest thing ever, dude. They used Who's to, the boss? Sorry, Indian. My, no, this uh, this uh, Italian. I know some Indian. Italian like, dude. what are you? How old? <laughs> 22 okay well you can sleep you don't look mexicans are getting younger by you look 10 but okay grab the beer he was he was a, he's an italian guy that's italian actually dude. been in this neighborhood uh for a long time and they've owned the shop for a long time he gave me a job at 11 because i used to go in there all the time and 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 buy baseball cards and i got that was my first job when i was 13 years old kabir i was asking grown men for their id be- before i sold them their malt liquor i would have stole that liquor you probably would have whooped my ass at 13 dude too. i, I used I used to, at 13 years old, I used to be like, hey, man, here's a, I need to see your ID. And then they, like, pull out their wallet halfway, yeah. and then they think about it and look at me and be like, let me see your ID. Yeah. Where's your ID at, you know? And, but that was just, that was my job at the time. Where's but, your father? I need cigarettes. You but, can't but handle the, that. The worst time I ever had was when I got robbed. I got robbed in the liquor store, man. Robbed at the liquor yeah, store Yeah, I got, I had a gun placed right so to your cheek, and you're like. Thir- How old were you? No, I wasn't 13. I was like. Actually, I worked there for a long time, so I was probably like 19. 19? Yeah. That's still pretty young now. Yeah, still, young. still pretty bad. I had a gun pressed up to my was this cheek. Is another liquor store? You no, worked same there for 14 store. years. Same liquor store. Jesus Christ. You worked there from 11 to 9? When did you leave? I, dude, I used to work there, like, you know, Damn, sporadically. Shut that shit down. You got to leave. I've been here since I was 11. <laughs> right? I'm like chaining Fuck myself McDonald's. to the wall. Spill <laughs> that somewhere else. That was it, man. That was that was probably the single worst time. I mean, did I've had some pretty bad jobs. What's going through your head? Uh, I'm going to die. Was he Indian? At no, least? he was. I think I'm pretty sure he was black. 
Give me all of your shit. Yeah, everything, dude. Everything. I I just opened up the register and just started handing over handfuls of money. Like, what are you going to do? You know, I don't care. I'm trying to live. I'm trying to survive, you know? Sir, I've had my puberty in here. If you think you're walking out here with a fucking dime, I've got another thing coming. All right? I have to get high and play Nintendo in four hours. Yes. I can't have you taking my boss's shit. Oh, my God. That sounds like a That's the one, man. Hey, dude. That's the one. What did you do after you got robbed? I just basically stood there stunned for about 15 minutes. People, people were... I didn't even call the people police. People were coming in, sir. People were coming in. There was like a long line of people lining up, and I was just sitting there, like just stunned for like 15 to 20 minutes. And I couldn't believe. Can what I happened. just get a Snicker bar? I know you just got robbed, but I really <laughs> need the Snicker bar. My wife's being a bitch. It was rough, man. <laughs> it was rough. That that, but that was the bottom. That was hands down the worst moment. Hands down. There's no. What else could it be worse? You told the ultimate tale of it. Actually, what to, could be worse? Actually, Something to be honest with you, cut my hand off. To be honest with you, now when I think about it, sometimes I think about the fact of how I actually hated my life. Yeah. When I worked at the paper company. Right. Versus that one moment where I was scared for my life. Yeah. And honestly, man, I think maybe hating your life for about <laughs> four years was probably still worse than having a gun pressed to your face at yeah, 19. Ro- yeah. Could you imagine that was a- that was one moment of terror and a lifetime of stories. I got to tell you. That right there was four years of my life that I robbed. wasted that I just I can't get back. I got to rob somebody. I got to rob God. Out of paper. Give me all Sorry. your leads. <laughs> Trevor, this is it's way too early for this. Is that a gun? Oh, man. <laughs> No, that's got to be badass. I couldn't imagine doing. I couldn't imagine being robbed at a liquor store. Yeah, I would definitely give them all the money, but I would also like. You gotta give it up. Doing something weird, like giving them tickets to shows too. You gotta give it up, man. (laughs) Are we gonna do the? uh, They said just stop talking, and we're gonna do. Oh, do we? Because it's like ten twenty-one. Yeah. Oh, we can keep talking. This is dynamite shit. No, they. Hey, they told me. They told me not to stop. Or not to say anything. Just stop and then get back in there. Hell yeah. I'm on fire. <laughs> These stand-up jokes are gonna be terrible. We're not gonna okay, eat no, any of that. Keep it rocking. That's why I, I don't want to say anything. We'll just keep you guys need a break. Walls are okay? coming down. <laughs> They're opening up. You got more questions? Oh shit! It's almost 10:20. It is 10:20. That's why. That's why. That's why I did that. But shit. if you got more questions, keep it rolling. Is there anything else you want to ask? Anything funny you want to just end it with? I get. I'll. I'll. Cl- I'll wrap it up with something. Oh, let's. For how long? Yeah, let's let's do that. I'll I'll intro. Do you want me to ask you that? Yeah, could you do me a favor? Could you just bring in um, yeah, who your favorite comedian? Yeah, you could ask me uh, who my favorite comedians were. All right. And then I'm just gonna uh tell you the fact that I never watched stand up until I started it. Okay, cool. Okay. Jay, you gotta call it, man. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? All right, all right, it's the Rare Formcast here with Rudy Ortiz and my guest, Kabir Singh. We've been talking about everything today, man. We got into sports. We even made some bets today. Yes, we did. We've been talking a little bit of comedy uh, for the last couple of minutes. Um, but I want to ask you, though, man, you know, of course, you're doing your thing. You're going everywhere and, and just making a name for yourself. But what are some of the names in comedy um, that you either looked up to or admired or were really into yeah. their, their style? What, what are some of the names that, that, that come to mind? Yeah, a stand-up. I was a super late bloomer when it came to stand-up. I don't think I started watching stand-up until, like, Maybe I think the first stand-up comedy I've ever saw on TV was like maybe six months before I went on stage. Wow! And it didn't didn't blow me away or anything. I couldn't even tell you who I saw actually, but I did see it. But um, the first live show I ever did was the Rooster Teeth Feathers comedy competition when right. Sammy won it. Right. And then I saw that that was my first live comedy show. And then I went back and I started watching stand-up. And really, I mean, that was not you know it was like Dave Chappelle, Dane Cook, those guys. I mean, it sucks whenever I talk to old school people. They just hate me immediately. They, Five yeah. seconds of talking. What kind of comedy do you like? Ah, I started watching that about uh, nine years ago. 
because they, they don't like the fact that you're they probably feel like oh this guy doesn't. yeah and i went back i mean i knew the, the social pressures of knowing i mean i went back and watched this stand-up from like richard pryor and eddie murphy and stuff like that but i don't think there was it's weird like as a comedian i'm sure there was a comedian that inspired you to, to, to do stand-up there's really there's not like a comedian i could pinpoint and be like that's the reason why i do stand-up comedy or that's who i want to be it's kind of weird but no my, mine is paul rodriguez because and i say that because what? no let me tell you why because that was the Edit first that, actually i know paul really well that, that's what i'm saying <laughs> no paul is still out there paul is still out there doing he's his gangsta, thing dude. but he's i mean just being like a being like a young mexican kid like listening to watching a lot of stand-up comedy because i loved watching comedy as a kid right? right but then when i saw paul rodriguez he came out with an album a long time ago called macaroni or mac and cheese or mac macaroni and cheese i think it's yeah. called macaroni and cheese um and that was the first First ever CD or anything audio that I actually ever purchased. What year was that? I don't want. I want to say Were 19. Were you 11 working at the liquor store? <laughs> yeah, my, it was my liquor store money. Um, I, I want to say like 1994, 93, okay. wow. something like that. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I bought that. I went to Suncoast. I, I bought it at Suncoast. Uh, bought the CD, bought the album, and that was it right there, man. Once I heard Paul Rodriguez, I was like, this is. You this ever is, work with this him? This is cool. No, never had a chance to work with For him. For real? I've met him a couple of times, but never. I saw him out over at uh, at the radio station. Came in. He came in a couple of times to do um some. Nice. some Sets, yeah, real, real nice guy, real cool That's guy. Cool. That's cool that you have that kind of guy. Because when I was growing up, there was no. Indie, I mean, for you, I mean, I, I don't sure if it was just because he was. Was uh was well, Hispanic, him, him being I mean, Mexican definitely helped the situation it for me. Did, like, but I mean, it a, probably wasn't the game breaker, but for me, like Russell didn't blow up till like 1999, right. and I don't think I really watched his stuff until way later, until he already blew up. But yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. Stand up is great. There's a lot of great comedians. I, I like watching the comedians that are just. Uh, that that just I get to work with. I mean, there's so many. It's crazy going to like when you're doing a show in like Chicago and Boston. Just your feature and openers alone. Those yes. guys are like killers. Some of them. Yes. Like, what is this guy trying to make my life harder right now? I don't. It, know. Is 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 the, to be on the same team here? There's <laughs> nothing to prove here. I mean, is that a thing though? Do you get that a lot? Like like, yeah, like when dude. you when you featured oh. before, do comics ever like say, you know what? I don't want to know. I don't know if Kabir's is the right, right. feature because he might blow it out the water. Then I yeah. gotta follow him. Uh, there's been the three times I've ever been kicked out of stand-up com like getting canceled from weekends. Two of them. Where from when I was featuring for other comedians, they're like, we don't even want to. But it's so rude to do that because number right. one, I always hated on them. But I was like, that's such stupid. That's so dumb. You're headlining. You should be able to do whatever. And then you'd go there and do it. And then you know they, they won't even ask you to take it down. You just get canceled. But then when I started headlining and started going to like, <laughs> like you know, like Atlanta should do the shows, and I'm just all like, yeah, could you tell this guy to calm down here? <laughs> We're just trying to have a good just time. Just ease up right yeah, here, yeah. yeah. But, like, you know, the feature spot's obviously the easiest opening spot. But, like, uh, it is weird, though. Like, that you, you got to, like – but, again, there's a lot of great comedians out there that, that just are stuck at that spot because they don't have the TV credits to headline. It has right. nothing to do with their stand-up. I was stuck featuring for, like, five years before I got on Stand-Up Revolution. Uh, before that, it was basically just me bearing other headlines. You make enemies doing that. They don't yeah. like you anymore. Do, do you do you find that do you find that you have like a way of writing jokes or or something that works specifically for you? Because I know that's something that comics you know comics all have a different way of coming up with material. Yeah. What is what is your way? Do you have a formula that works for you? Or? I, I do have a formula, and I think we're gonna try it out actually. Because what I do is I I don't really write like. I don't sit there and have like a structure of the way I write my jokes. What I do is I come up with premises and then I will go on stage ah. or just kind of tell people with my friends, could you listen to me? And then we will build a joke together. Yes. I mean, what happens is someone will give me like uh, – and a lot of times I won't use that specific idea, but someone will show something like, okay, what if you do this, which I'm going to do right now actually because okay. I want to try this actually because I do have a – I've been doing a bunch of sets this week and there's three jokes that I've been working on, two actually that I, that I want to do. When you come up with the premise, 
you just kind of go out there and say it and you try to help it out. So I got a joke about aliens. I've always wanted a UFO joke, and I've written like five in the past, and they've all sucked. Right. So this is the only one where I thought I came up with a really good premise. So I'm going to throw it out there. And then well, you got a, you got a microphone right there, but we actually do have a stage here. Um, we do. With, with the Would microphone set up. You might as well just. That was a good bridge, though, right? 30 seconds. Okay, cool. Bridge is good? Yeah, yeah it was good. That sounds like a wonderful idea, Mr. Monet. I'll be delighted to come. And Mr. Boynton, do you speak for him as well? Mr. Boynton has been spoken for many times. The trouble is he doesn't answer. <laughs> oh, you mean about tonight. Yes, Mr. Monet, I feel sure I can speak for Mr. Boynton. Oh, fine. I'll be leaving then. I'll walk you to the door, Mr. Monet. Oh, my address is uh, 9066 Shoham Drive. Try to get there before 10. And I'm sure that as my students say... We will have a ball. <laughs> I'm sure that we will. Yes, until tonight then, Miss Brooks. Stay in the groove. Oh, Natch, Mr. Manet, Natch. <laughs> and Mr. Manet. Yes? Don't take any wooden pranks. <laughs> Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden, will return in just a moment. But first, here is Vern Smith. Ladies, regardless of age, skin type, or previous beauty care, doctors prove you too may win a lovelier complexion with palm olive soap. But to win this lovelier complexion, the kind men admire and women envy, you must stop improper cleansing. Instead, use palm olive soap the way doctors advise. Remember, 36 doctors, leading skin specialists, advised 1,285 women, many with complexion problems, to use palm olive this way. Some have dry skin, some oily, some coarse looking. Using palm olive soap alone, two out of three won lovelier complexions. Now, here's what the doctors advise Wash your face with palm olive soap. Massaging for one minute with Palm Olive's Soft Lather. This cleansing massage brings your skin Palm Olive's full beautifying effect. Rinse. Do this three times a day for 14 days. It's that simple. But doctors have proved this way using nothing but Palm Olive really works. So forget other beauty care. Use Palm Olive soap alone for a lovelier complexion. For loveliness all over, use big, thrifty bath-size palm olive in your tub or shower. After Mr. Monet left, I tried to get Mr. Boynton on the phone to tell him about the invitation. But ours is a party line, a four-party line to be exact, and every time I picked up the receiver, it was in use. Always careful not to lose my temper, I sat by the phone and drummed lightly on the top of the table until my five fingernails were impaled in the mahogany. <laughs> then I tried it once more. As sure as my name is Lucy Schofield, that's the only way to treat man, Emma. Believe me, if I had to do it all over again, Emma, I'd... Oh, excuse me a minute, dear. I think a smell more roast burning in the kitchen. Now, that's a coincidence. And if you're listening to Mutiny Radio, you've made a great choice because they're still filming this cool thing. Yay! The rare... Form cast. Uh, Here we go. Uh, are you gonna Are you gonna come around now? Are you gonna start on this side, or are you gonna I'm gonna start on this side. You are gonna start on this side. I'm gonna get out of the way. Um, that's what I was thinking. The, I was gonna say my camera died. 
more like if there was a moment, you're like, yeah, like they're having a real good. If you hit a punchline, yeah, and then you, you know, like make it a pretty quick, like transition. But like, yeah, don't, don't try it. Try it. So after sign on, right? You're gonna hit him with what you're gonna see there's no fucking way you can come. You know what I mean? Like maybe we'll get the sign to go out. Okay. Headphone deal, I don't know. Okay. You looking at me and you're like, no fucking way. You're not gonna be able to play this song. What's wrong with you? Did you did you drink bleach before you thought about this whole thing? Like there's no possible way you yourself what am I doing here? I'm just trying to I'm trying to demoralize him. You're demoralizing him and you're telling him how he you know his you know the tiger, you've seen the stripes, bro. Right. This isn't in your future. Right. I don't see why you need to sign up for something like this. You think you're gonna be able to get up and, and handle going and doing this job and you know you you gotta kinda treat it as you're a blue collar and this blue collar worker just says I can do it. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. To where it's maybe a little bit offensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Am I trying to be funny or am I just trying to you, you can do whatever you want? Okay, cool. What are you doing? You what just you, you just want to kind of have yeah. uh, more of a disgusted undertone okay. yeah. of like, bro, I love you. Yeah. No, they can't do it. This isn't you. And then can I stand up and walk away, like, <laughs> like walk, cro like, like leave him when I'm done talking to him? Can I just or you yeah, leave stay him, here? Leave him dusted, like, like use that no, as. No, I, mean, I think it. that's a little too stagey. Okay, cool. Uh, just stay here. You guys are still friends for fuck's cool. sake. <laughs> you're not well, you can even that's what I was asking. I was like, how, you know? I was like, like, how hard are you going to go? You? But I see what you're saying. No, no, no. You're not going to tell him to lock up after, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just wants to be more well, disgusted I'll talk with that. when I feel like, you Wait, know. Okay. Could you yeah, run yeah. that by me real quick? He's going to. So after, okay, after the stage shit, you're going to come back in here. He's going to say, you know, okay, I got to get out of here. I'm going to go pick up Jay. Jay Rich. Try to do his job with him at the barbershop. See you later. You, you'll wrap it up. Thank you for coming. And you'll say, okay, I'm clear. And then you'll kind of speak straight with him. Don't be, don't be like fucking a dick, yeah. mean or anything. Yeah. No, you can like, be a little bit mean. But just, you but be just truthful tell mean like how we yeah, are. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, just be straightforward. You know, yeah. Like, the show is off now. I don't have to be fucking Mr. Show. Right. I can yeah. just be real with you. I like the angle of Be real as a friend. Yes. This, this isn't going to work. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What's not going to work? Like you trying to be, you trying to do the day jobs. Yeah. Oh, that's my motivation. Like I'm always going to be my Like I know you. I've seen you work before. Can I respond? I can say that. Back. Oh, I can say that. It's your reaction. It's your reaction. Beautiful. It's you know however you want to play that. However you feel about this shit, honestly, should come through. I'll show you. I'll show you, world. Father. I'm sorry. Where am I? 
dead with rage. <laughs> oh, do I? Are we already? We're still sitting. Yeah, you're sitting. You're, you're doing the. You're, you're setting them up again for the stage shit. The stage shit, yeah. And then we're gonna do that part. Come here, look. So I'm gonna start off with the process, and then you mention yeah, your jokes. Speed. Okay. Oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah, I'm gonna start process off. Process to jokes again? No, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be Got like, about your process. No, yeah. Okay. And I just walk out and do the stage. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing, Kabir. Like one of the things that I get asked a lot from other comics, and really just like normal, you know, audience members in general, yeah. uh, is about the process for for actually coming up with the material. Do you have a process for your material? Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a structure on how I'm going to write stuff. Uh, what I do is I come up with premises, and then what I'll do is just I'll just randomly just kind of go hit up the open mics, throw them out there, see what comes up the top of my head, um, and then you know other comedians, you know, in the community will kind of help you out. Uh, and, and stuff like that. So sometimes it could be like brainstorming when you're yeah, talking about tagging yeah. and stuff like that. Well, once you get the premise, you can kind of go up there and figure out what you want to do. And then you, once you say it out loud, you kind of hear it and kind of right. figure it out. It's, it's better than just a pen and pencil, well, uh, a, a pen and paper, because you don't you just you don't hear it. You know I mean, it's saying? interesting because that's usually the that's that's the conventional method. People want right. to sit down, quiet place. Yeah. Don't want to be interrupted. I need to put my thoughts right, right. onto the pad. But you're saying that you're really just coming up with the premise right. and then making it making it grow from there. Exactly. Like I'm going to go i'm gonna do this right now there's like two jokes that i want to try out that i've been that i've been working on okay. mentally but um you know you're just gonna go out there and do it but most too many comedians are afraid of going up there and just bomb it and just coming up with ideas that's the whole point of this so. that's real that's real so, so, so it, and you could actually help me write this joke i want to be a part I, of this i will walk you through the joke and then i will also tell you where i need help with all right take your take your bits right. hit that stage that we got set up at the front of the room and uh and then we'll go from there kabir singh wow i didn't i didn't think we were gonna get a chance to see uh kabir singh live in action Actually, actually doing, being a part of the process, I'm excited by this. You come up with a premise, and then you just throw it out there and figure it out. Like, um, Kabir Singh, ladies and gentlemen. Kabir oh, Singh. Yeah, hey, 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 coming to the stage, this, this guy. It looks like the same uh, attendance as, uh, as my usual shows, actually. <laughs> I feel very good about this. Um, like, so I have this joke. I've always wanted to, uh, I've always wanted to write a, a joke about aliens, which is uh, kind of weird. But, like, shit. Mm. Improv, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, animals. <laughs> yeah, right. Come back with six. Should they be getting six? Uh, how do we want to do that? Do we want to just have them walk out again? Yeah, that'd be great. Try it again. Come on, no problem. Julie, just walk out, right? Yeah. Take this from sports. Yeah. Let's go back to the to the betting. All right, we'll do the process thing again. Then we'll do we do the process thing again? Or do I just say, all right, let's do this? Okay, so. Fucking from walking out. Got it. All right, let's go do this. Let's do it, man. Let's rock it out. I get a chance to actually be a part of your process here, which is going to be fun for me. Cause, uh, yeah. Because this is basically brainstorming right now. Yeah, it is brainstorming. You know, you don't have the whole thing. The whole joke, but you could do it in front of other funny people and they'll help you of out. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, Kabir Singh. All right, so uh, I've always wanted to write a joke about aliens, so I thought this would be funny. Uh, 
My worst fear in life is to be abducted by UFOs. Mm. Uh, not because I'm afraid of aliens. I don't care about aliens. I'll slap them in the face. Uh, what, what I don't want to do is be the uh, representative for Earth. Because when you get abducted by aliens, they're going to ask you questions about what's going on there. And I'll, I'll ruin it for all of us. I'm not a smart person. <laughs> right? So I'm pretty sure like the alien, like what would be one of the things an alien would ask? Uh, yeah, what do you eat? Yeah, so I was thinking, like, but we probably, yes, so eat. That's a good one. See, there you go. That's why it's, it's working. Story. Process is working. I would say, like, I would be a really bad representative for Earth because I'm pretty sure the alien would be like, uh, who's your leader? And I'd probably be like, uh, it could be you if you play your cards right. Right. <laughs> Let's go downstairs and take over the world. You've got weapons, right? You right. Know, something weird like that. But food is another good incorporate, one. You can incorporate, since you're, since you're going to abandon your species, you can incorporate some sort of like gentrification of it all. Like you're going to be, the, the aliens are going to gentrify Earth. And it's going to be a lot of alien hipsters walking around here, little mustaches, little unicycles, something like that. Just something like that. It could be like, well, we're all one down there. Right. Uh, and also maybe incorporate something funny. Be like, is LeBron James one of you guys <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> jumping over cars down there? And we've never seen anything like it. He plays for the Monstars from, right. from Space Jam. There you go. Something weird like that. And here's the other joke that I think I have down. I'll try it out. It's uh, is that uh, I do have a girlfriend now, and uh, her best friend uh, is a gay dude who sent her a dick pic, ah. which is weird, right? Uh, and he claims it's an accident. But first of all, I don't think he's gay. I think he's straight. He's just trying to hook up with my girlfriend. Number two, uh, it's really hard to accidentally send a dick pic. There's a lot of steps to send a dick pic, right? You got to grab your phone, turn your phone on, pull your pants down, look at your dick, pull your pants back up, go on the internet, find a bigger dick, take a picture of that, send that. It's a lot of steps. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty much what we're trying to work on over there. And you can tell you can tell when the guy is insecure with his dick pic because oh. he'll always put like something next to it to show the scale oh, to see right. so, so you can see exactly you how big it is. Ruler, right? Yeah, Anything like think about a ruler. Like he'll probably put like a roll of nickels next to it, and just just so you understand that he's working with something. That's right. It's, it's a, this battery. It's the secure dudes. The what secure dudes are the ones that just point the camera down and click. That's Those are right. the secure guys. The insecure. And that's how you do it. See, we just came up with some stuff right there. And I'm right. going to write it down now. I love the aliens one. Where you if, if, if the guy has a bunch of stuff in the backdrop of his dick pic, he's yeah. very insecure. And he, yeah. wants to, he wants to distract you from what's really going on that's right. and make you see the backdrop like, or something. It's like a hotel with miniature shampoo and stuff. <laughs> right. like, no, just hanging out at Target. That's not Target. He's got the New York skyline behind his dick for some odd reason. That's the Hyatt. Yes. Okay. I see that. I, this you is the process. You want to do? So that's basically my process. What I'll do is I'll hit up the open mic just like I did, and I'll literally talk about the joke while I'm doing the joke. Right. It annoys some people, but who gives a shit? Who cares? <laughs> you know, it's like, this is the way I do it. They already paid their money you anyways. Laugh. <laughs> yeah, you're already getting paid at the end of the night. Exactly, it doesn't matter. Exactly. So that's the best I like way that. for me to write. I like Kabir, Kabir Singh, ladies and gentlemen. That's Give it right. up. There we go. Beauty, huh? <laughs> nice I'll give you a one-man applause. Yeah, I know. A golf clap. A little golf clap. <laughs> so, so this is, okay, now this time you did it... Um, on stage, like right. you're actually on stage. I don't yep. know if that's typically how you do it, but I understand the concept behind right, this right. though. It's about bringing a premise to the forefront and then building off that. I like that. Right. This is like very organic. How do you do it when you're not actually on a stage talking to you know somebody who's like right in front of you, like critiquing you? Yeah, I mean it's 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 tough. Like what I'll do is I'll just annoy my friends and start open micing it with them. Sometimes. With your buddies, you're just oh, hanging yeah. out with your buddies. Oh, I do that with my mom all the time. Oh, she ah. hates it. She's like, why don't you come back when the jokes are good, please? That'd be okay. <laughs> right. I am not a test dummy. And I'm like, mom, you, you gotta. This is gold. Um, but no, really, listen. There's no excuse to not hit mics, man. I mean, yeah. really, any city. 
I mean, you could be anywhere and you could hit up a mic. So really, it is best to go on stage and just throw those out there. I mean, do people kind of do, especially your comedy friends? I yeah. can imagine. Do they kind of call you out on that? Like, dude, don't open mic me right, right now. Right, right, right. Oh, oh, like, well, did, like, do, do your friends ever say that? Or I do it with my friends, but who have no idea what's going on? Oh yeah, dude. I'll they just, just like, they just think you're being extremely clever yeah. and very witty. And yeah. oh that oh that Kavir, he's always got a snapper. I'll just be at my cousin's <laughs> birthday party. He's like 15. Sell Trump, huh? Have you seen this guy? He's like, please, uncle. Oh man, it's my birthday. That's incredible, man. I, I'm, Get your kids over here. You guys want to hear a comedy show? I'm well, what's actually what's the youngest what's the youngest crowd that you've ever done? I mean, have you ever done a oh show like specifically for kids? I've done Indian weddings where they won't even tell me there's kids. Oh my god, those wow. are the worst shows ever. I did like an Indian reception once, and I show up, and it's just literally like eight, seven-year-olds to four-year-olds maybe just circling around me and dancing. Yes. While I'm doing my set. While you're doing your bit. While people are eating. While I'm contemplating why I didn't go to law school. Right. <laughs> this is so much. This is the worst experience ever. I mean, is that the worst setup oh, for a comedy show? Oh, it's the worst. And then when I do actual comedy shows where it is all ages, I mean, those can be fun because nobody yeah. in their right minds coming there. But when you start doing these private gigs where it just could be like young ass kids over there, it's crazy. Yeah. This, this, there's my, my thing about comedy shows is I, I hate to sound, you know, like like I'm being uh, petty, but yeah. it, it's, a, it's a, a lot about the setup. Like if you have, for example, you've done, you know, shows at a bar before or at a restaurant right, right. or something like that um, where they're trying to put a, put on a comedy show, but they just don't have the elements around the right. comedy in, in, in order. You know, TVs yeah. are on. You got music playing in the background. You got the bar facing that way and yeah. the stage facing that way. I mean, what do you do? What do you do when you have a situation where you can't get everybody's attention? Yeah. But you're supposed to do 25 minutes of comedy. You know, at that point, you just have to focus on the five people that are watching. I mean, there's nothing you can do. I mean, if they're literally not going to pay attention to you, right. uh, it's never going to be 100% of the crowd not paying attention to you. Do you just get louder? You could. It depends how much you care about the show. Right. When you do right. it, when you're headlining 30 shows a month, you're just sitting there like, this one could slide. Yeah. <laughs> I did real good yesterday. These people don't want it. We're not giving it to them. But, like, even when they're not paying attention, you just pick out the four or five that are paying attention and yeah. open mic and do some new stuff and stuff like that. But, I mean, you know, it also depends if you're getting paid or not. I mean, you – they depend on you to do well. I mean, how many bar shows do you have? To, you're getting paid like what, hundred bucks a show up? I mean, yeah, that'd be that's nice when they can shoot you a nice hundred dollars yeah. for a bar show. And that's doing, nice. Yeah, 20, 30 minutes yeah. up there, and you're like, you know, they're not paying attention. You're like, I should probably try to get their attention. What's your What's yeah. your take on uh, the probably the one thing that uh, I would say scares people? Nah, I mean, no, that's cool. We could just, we just get that, yeah.
Just fine. I was satisfied towing the line. Then you dropped in right out of the blue. Now look what you made me do. I was getting my business straight. I was keeping the real clean slate. You stepped right up and said a thing or two. Now look what you made me do.
to do in stormy weather. Long may you run. Long may
Be standing here with someone new. There will be other songs to sing, another fall, another spring, but there will never be another you. There will be other lips that I may kiss, but they won't thrill me like yours used to do. Yes, I may dream a million dreams, but how can they come true if there will never ever be another?
Yes, I may dream a million dreams, but how can they come true if there will never ever be another you?
Keep on holding on. Never gonna turn you loose. 
This, this is the one? Yeah, there's... <laughs> hey, let me pull up a chair. Uh, let me shut this. There we go. Had the door open, you know? I like to hear the sound of the, of the freeway. It <clears throat> reminds me of the beach. Hey, what are you doing? It's, uh, it's, 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 it's a new year. Uh, 21... 2021. I'm just going to say 21, right? Is that like, yeah, 21. It's going to be a good one. 21. Uh, shouldn't it be? I think so. Yeah. Damn it. We deserve it, right? We do. Deserve it. Uh, but yeah, like, the, you know, whiny ass bitch uh, refuses to release whiny ass bitch yep uh i hope you had a good holiday <laughs> that's pretty mellow um had a bonfire got in trouble uh for the fire eh, it wasn't for the fire it was uh kind of lost myself in the fire uh i forgot about everybody else yep i did um but that's 2021, man. Those are the things I'm working on. Uh, uh, opening up. Uh, how about you? You know, it's like, I don't know. I, I People, like, 
crap on the resolutions and and I do too sometimes but you know hey man if you need an excuse to make yourself a better person why not you know or maybe you want to be a shittier person you know <laughs> that could be your uh, your goal for 21 I don't know uh, uh, not me man I want to be better uh, I want to grow um, I'm trying to do more things. I've uh, got some realizations. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to record. I'm. I'm going through like old equipment and getting it together and trying to. I'm trying to get a good recording uh, situation going. But uh, I found out that I. Uh, uh, I basically have. <laughs> I have very little talent, and uh, I shouldn't be spending uh, too much time on trying to uh, capture that. Uh, aside from doing, you know, playing records and stuff, that I, I'm I'm dialing into, but I'm not uh, the other stuff. I just, uh, yeah, it's fun. But um, I'm I'm very excited. Um, I am. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be good. I want it to be good. So that's that's kind of the. I think. that's a good start, you know, to want something and to be positive about it and then to work to achieve that, you know? I mean, that's uh, pretty basic, right? Pretty basic. Let me grab these records. I've <laughs> so this mic we're using right now, this is a Soviet mic. It's a... Uh, an MK219 is what it is. So these were like the uh, back in the 90s. Uh, you know, it's the, the, the Iron Curtain had fallen. And so uh, America could tap into all this like old analog uh, tube gear. Like for a while, they were like, you know, so tech tubes and stuff. They were still making vacuum tubes and things that you might need uh, that were not made in the United States anymore. Uh, but this microphone was kind of their, I guess it was billed as their, like, broadcast mic. This is what they, uh, everyone, all, every radio station in Russia used, <laughs> okay, which was just, like, complete bullshit. But I bought one because they were cheap, and um, we're trying it out tonight. I mean, I've, I've used it much in the past, but this is kind of a 21. I'm going through the shit that I have uh, and using it and to see if I need it. If not, um do something with it, but so far so good. I've, I've tried this, I did a little demo with this thing, and I don't know, it's not loaf, but it's not great, but I think it's, uh, I think it's adequate. Uh, so this is a set for you, yeah, I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, before that we had the band, uh, sorry about that cue, that was just, God, I just blew that one. Um, uh, when You Awake is, uh, we did from the band now i've gone through <laughs> i've gone through i've not gone through but as i pick through records and i find and i've got just like a lot of old records and i've said like the last couple weeks that i've that i bought a bunch of sleeves and jacket covers so i've been um 
whenever I come across a record that's like sticking out or it's got like a shredded sleeve to it, you know, I'll replace it. And then if if the jacket is like distressed, I will cover it. Um, But when you do that, it makes it really slippery. So now when I pick up like a stack of records, they're just like all over the place. Funkadelic we had in there. Uh, I bet I'll bet you. Uh, before that, Otis Redding, uh from the uh, Live at the Whiskey, which I'm going to do a show one day if I can compile enough uh, Live at the Whiskey records. We'll see. Uh, <clears throat> uh, can't Turn You Loose. Uh, Ramones, uh, Do You Want to Dance? From the uh, Rocket to Russia. I don't know. I mean, I'm not like a heavy... Ramones. I mean, I like the stuff, but I wasn't like a head. So that was kind of a reissue, boxy kind of set that I probably just, I, I don't know why I bought it. But because I like the Ramones, I like the, that. That's a good record, but there was too much money involved. I mean, it wasn't a lot of money, but more than the $2 bin. Um, Laura Nuru, we did, uh, I never meant to hurt you. No, you never do. Chet Baker. Chet Baker sings. This is a great 10-inch record. Um, we did uh, There'll Never Be Another You. Roxy Music, All I Want Is You. Um, Long May You Run, we did Neil Young. Um, uh, All You Need Is Love, the Beatles, uh, just a tore-up copy I have of uh, Magical Mystery Tour. Um yeah, when I get a better one, I'll. I know that song is just. I think it's just kind of a loaf recording altogether. Um, maybe mistaken. Uh, Mose Allison. Uh, we did. Do, uh, if you really loved me. From the. Uh, I've been doing some thinking record. Uh, Dan Hicks and the Hot Licks from the uh, Striking It Rich uh, record. We did uh, Side One, Cut One, man. You got to believe. No, uh, uh, you got to believe. Uh, Staple Singers from the uh, uh, Beatitude, Respect Yourself. Uh, we did uh, I'll Take You There. God, that song is just, I just, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know what, song just tears me up, man. I can't help it. Uh, Fleetwood Mac, we did um, Say You Love Me from the, uh, I don't know. That was like the Before Rumors, so whatever, whenever that, whatever that record. It's just Fleetwood Mac. Uh, George Thorogood and the Delaware Destroyers, uh, the live record, eh, I got this and I haven't really listened to it, but it's all right. It was, uh, I kind of like the studio version of that tune a little better maybe, but, um, it's all right. Kind of like Thorogood in a three piece, you know, they kind of tore at least it's a, but I don't know. I don't know what the, I'm not a huge fan. And we opened up with. <clears throat> the Rolling Stones from the Sticky Fingers record, um, Can't You Hear Me Knocking. Uh, we, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
We do a segment here. It's called Rise from the Basement because it's no lie in the basement. We're miles apart. No surprise. We're going to rise from the basement. What is is what it is, it's uh, home recordists, any style, any genre. It just has to be recorded where you live, where you sleep mostly. Um, so people send stuff that they record. And uh, let me get, hold on, I got I to gotta plug a couple things in. Hold on, hold on. Doing this because I was setting things up to try to do it so I didn't have to plug in. But then I couldn't, oh man, I don't want to bore you with it, but I'm going to because I'm working on it. I won't, I'm sorry. Um, hold on. I talked the pad out. Of course I did because it always goes out. Uh, this is a secret coach. Turn your head. Uh, this is uh, Nicholas Edwin. He's uh, out of Chicago, and uh, he's <laughs> he's sending me stuff. This song's called Oh Please, so if you dig this, look for Nicholas Edwin, E-D-I-W-N, from Chicago. And um, let's see, look at that there. I'm touching this. The pause button, the dots are moving. <laughs>
Ray Charles, I'll cry for you. Um, going back to the basement, this is uh, this is Eric Eric Berg uh, Berglund B E R G L I N D. If you dig this, look for him at distrokid.com. Distrokid. Uh, the song's called Great Western. There it is. I knew that was going to happen. Um, all right, we're going to go to another one. Um, these are just uh, these are just fragments of songs, and I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We're going. So what we're doing is I'm going back into uh, 2020. So this is like March. This is still. Um, this is still pre-COVID, maybe like right around when COVID was uh, rearing its its ugly head. Um, this is a persuasive eraser. They're out of the United States um, of America. Uh, persuasive eraser. This is FV2. And uh, let's see, I got it. It goes like this. Uh, persuasive eraser.
Yeah, it's Blondie. I'm gonna love you too. Uh, I'm going back to the basement. Um, uh, this is uh, this is Dead Letterman. Um, song's called Tap Room Queen. Uh, Dead Letterman. If you dig them, look for them on SoundCloud. Dead Letterman. It's uh, spelt like it sounds. The pause button has accepted. There we go.
That's the kinks. Uh, you really got me. We're going back to the basement. Uh, kind of a 2020 retrospect. Uh, this is Shell Beach from the uh, songs from uh, Songs for Shell Beach uh, by Kiss Hello is the name of the group. Uh, Shell Beach uh, is the song from Kiss Hello, and I'm uh, I'm touching this and it. Should go where the circles are in it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's always a good sign. The pause button. Here we go.
get along without you very well Of course I do Except when soft rains fall And drip from leaves Then I recall The thrill of being sheltered In your arms Of course I do But I get along without you very well I have forgotten you just like I should Of course I have Except to hear your name Or someone's laugh that is the same but I've forgotten you Just like I should What a guy What a fool am I To think my aching heart Could kid the moon What's in store Should I phone once more, no, it's best that I stick to my tune. I get along without you very well. Of course I do. Except perhaps in spring. But I should never think of spring. That would surely break my heart in two Should I try and phone once more? No, it's best that I stick to my tune. I get along without you very well. Of course I do. Except perhaps in spring. But I should never, never think of spring For that would surely break my heart into Yeah, it's Anthony Newley, uh, I'll Get Along Without You uh, we're going back to the basement. This is uh, uh, the quiet type uh, from their hatred within record. Um, it's uh, it's Salinas uh, metal, all right. Um, it's the best metal. This is called Birthright Havoc. If you dig this, look for the quiet type on what the hell is this? Reverb Nation from their hatred within record. 
It's called Birthright Havoc. Touching that. Um, I'm not sure if it's accepted my request or not. Perhaps it's checking my vitals to see if I am worthy of Birthright Havoc. Uh, pause button came up. That's good. Um, Senior. My eyes are seen 